0: You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah. Southern Miss Black Ops. tailgate okay, legend,
1: Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good.
0: Andy Wizard of Whiskey himself, Mr. Shamlock. But the reality is...
1: They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself
2: every night. Look, for all you listen, today, I'm not an idiot.
0: What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk presented by BetUS. Here with your break from the high resource file propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Life is back on sports bettors and BetUS has your NCAA, NBA, NHL, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year in life betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800 800- 7-9 bet us bet us for 125% bonuses with our promo code tttt125 customer service pros are ready to get your phone social and online sports betting kickoff started now play with the proven mainstay in the industry bet us you bet you win you get paid bet joining me now southern miss black
3: ops tailgate legend is jason bailey greetings and salutations fellas hope you had a great christmas Hope you I hope Santa Claus was 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 good to both of you, like he was for me. And um, looking forward to uh, looking forward to this cold front we got coming through because the weather's been perfect up until now. And I guess if you have to uh, if you have to do one or the other, I would like to have the good weather while I'm off of work, and have the crappy weather when I get back to work. But either way, the weather's coming, so enjoy it
2: while you can.
0: And the Wizard of Whiskey, Shane Lott.
2: I don't know. That was a ghost pop. It was like a phantom pop. I almost punched myself in the face trying to get it out, but didn't make a whole lot of noise. And yes, you're correct, Bump. The weather is coming. What did you guys get for Christmas that you're excited about?
3: You know, I didn't, uh, you know, we didn't do much for ourselves this year. When you have a, when you have a five-year-old or a, I guess any kind of kid, maybe like, well, over younger, I think that getting stuff for yourself just is over, right? Um, so we did small things for ourselves. But what I did do yesterday, I was at Walmart, and I'm sorry. We, we saw, yeah. Well, after I had to take Jack in for the COVID test and all that, and he came back negative. But it's so brutal, especially on a little kid. That I was like, look, if you're good, we'll take you to Walmart and buy you something, right? So anyway, while we were there, Katie noticed that they had the – you know the the scooters you can ride around these big downtown areas in the cities like Denver? Or, uh, so I've always wanted one because every time I go to one of those cities, I like spend tons of money on these damn scooters. <laughs> we saw one, and it was on clearance. So, uh, so I bought it, and um, so I guess that's something that I got for myself. And actually, I just wrote it by Jamie's house not too long ago. I thought about stopping in there and being like, check out my scooter, but uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> and then I almost scooter gang, a, <laughs> and I almost hit a possum on my street. <laughs> that'd have been a, that'd even been an even better story for this. But so I guess if there's something that I got that I like the most is that scooter that um, I'll be scooting around. It'd be even, even better if it was during tailgate season. But oh uh, man,
2: what happened to Bump? I thought he made it past the cancer. I heard he died. <laughs> yeah man. He- yeah. Hit a possum on his scooter the other night, coming <laughs> home from creeping by Jamie's house, and no longer with us.
0: You know those, you know those scooters that people ride around with downtown. Yeah, he died on one.
3: Yeah, hit a really. possum. Hit a gnarly. Possum. Play my own personal Alanis Morissette song.
0: <laughs> it rained on 40th Avenue, and he hit a pothole.
3: Traffic oh, jam. I hit a possum.
0: So, as you guys can gather. It is the last episode of 2021, and we have very, very little Southern Miss action to cover, so we're going to do the best we can. This is going to be just a ramble of an episode, but enjoy it. It's all you've got. Um, There's not going to be much Southern Miss action this week unless Will Hall takes the offensive coordinator job for the uh, Buccaneers. That's going to be really the only – Stop that. Thing that. <laughs> that could really send this awry.
3: <laughs> so if that happens, I'm not talking about it anyway.
0: <laughs> so let's talk I a little. Let's talk a little Southern Miss news. Uh, Gordon, Golden Eagle defensive back Rashawn Mitchell announced via Twitter that he is not returning to Southern Miss and is going to pursue the NFL draft. Rashawn, you know, took off most of um, season before the 2020 season, and uh, you know he's he's had some flash back there. So best of luck. Hopefully he'll achieve his dream of making it to the National Football League.
2: Yeah, if we're going to lose a guy too, you know, kind of late, that the, uh, the coaching staff may very well have expected that. he, You know, he may have communicated that to them all along. But as far as the fan base is concerned, you know, that's not a loss that we really saw coming until he made the announcement. Uh, but luckily, we brought in some guys at his position, uh, some some JUCO transfers uh, along those lines. So, I'm not really worried about what that does to our depth there. Uh, You never want to lose a good player before his eligibility is up. But if uh, he feels like it's time to go test the NFL waters, then uh, best of luck to him. Love to see Golden Eagles playing on Sunday and, you know, during COVID years on Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays (laughs) and whatever.
3: I didn't realize he had any eligibility left anyway. I guess, is that one of the COVID things where I just feel like the guy should be done?
0: Uh, it could be. I mean, he's been here for a few years, but he's, he 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 started as a true freshman, so um he's he's you know he's been in the mix for a few years. Didn't like I said, didn't didn't. I think he sat out last year. He left early. So uh, other Southern Miss news: former Golden Eagle defensive coordinator Tony Pecoraro uh, has announced he's going to be the well. Football Scoop announced that he is expected to be the next defensive coordinator at McNeese. So uh, good luck, McNeese. We'll see what happens there.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, I always thought he was an okay guy um, until, you know, all those coaches started to just rip Southern Miss before our season started. Was that right before the season started? No, it was right it was after. Like, it was like 0-2. We were like and 2 No, Alabama. no, no. So oh. he was an analyst at
0: South Alabama. So he, uh, tw- he tweeted that GIF like after they beat us.
3: Okay. Yeah, that was a that was a douche move. So whatever. Thought he was okay while he was here, but as far as that I goes, I, I, no love lost for that guy. Um.
0: Also, you know, with everything going on with COVID in sports and professional and college sports, but this pr- pertains to professional. Former Golden Eagle Cameron Tom promoted to the active roster this past week for the Miami Dolphins, and it was announced today. That former Golden Eagle quarterback slash wide receiver Kyle Slaughter was signed to the Vikings active roster, um, presumably at quarterback, unless he's going to play for the
2: Georgia Bulldogs. In
0: that case, he would be a wide receiver.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, look, not going to talk junk about Monk, but uh, that was kind of a miss. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you
0: know, to be fair. I mean, so who did Monk choose to be quarterback? Nick Mullins. Yeah. So, I yeah, mean, it's like, you know, he did just fine. And yeah. Slaughter transferred out and, and had a good career and uh, made yeah. it to the NFL. So sure. so I was thinking about this since, you know, it's bowl season. We're not in a bowl for the second straight year. What was your favorite Southern Miss bowl mm-hmm. experience that you've had?
3: Yeah, you mentioned this uh, pre-show there. Uh, I guess I've been thinking about it a little bit, but. I mean, most people that I know, their best goal experience was the '90 bowl, right? '97. Outside of it being, yeah, yeah. know what I said? Yeah, '97. So, um, I mean, I don't know how it's it, it, that one's tough to top for me. Um, I don't know about you guys. I, I didn't. I didn't go to a lot of the games like before I started going to school at Sutter Miss. So somebody, you know, somebody's going to hear this and be like, "Well, you didn't talk about the '1958,' blah blah blah," but. That Liberty Bowl was big time, man. Pitt was, I think, favored, and um, and it was just an ass whooping from the word go. Uh, celebrating on Beale Street, the the, the quote from Bauer was, it? he looked up and he saw the sea of gold. Right after that, I think is when the gold rush thing kind of took off, and you know that was kind of my introduction into a lot of uh, up close and personal Southern Miss stuff. So that one's always going to stick out for me.
2: Yeah, I'm, and, I'm, yeah. Go ahead, Shane. Just as, just as a note, uh, for the people that were at that 58 game that you were just <laughs> – they don't know about podcasts, so you're, you're not going to make them mad here. I'll have to have the blog about
0: it. You know, and really that was when we started regularly going to bowls because prior to that, mm-hmm. we didn't have the conference affiliation, so it was a little tougher to get into the bowls. So I think we played in the Independence twice before that. We played in the Tangerine Bowl. We played in the All-American Bowl. But really, the bowl trips prior to '97 were, were kind of few and far between, given the landscape of um, you know the way bowls were set up. But I would agree the '97 Liberty Bowl was outstanding. I mean, to go in there, I mean we were we we brought quite the we had quite the turnout, and you know I, I don't think that we were necessarily picked by the pundits as Lee Corso picked uh, Pittsburgh and as Marshant so. <laughs> eloquently put it on the on the broadcast but that 97 liberty bowl was so much fun it was cold but i've been at colder games the mobile bowl uh i guess three years after that was one of the coldest games i've been to and i was in i was in uh, the costume at that game was that
3: the uh Ladanian tomlinson that
0: was that was also yeah. a fun bowl yeah that was yeah, also
3: so fun was freezing bowl. i don't know if it was any more than the one we just got through with in, in uh shreveport uh 3 or 4 years ago but my lord that one that
0: independence bowl was my worst bowl experience but <laughs> okay. that's probably my worst sporting experience ever uh even the time that I was getting ready to tailgate for Southern Miss and Tulsa in 2009 and I got a kidney stone and had to go to the emergency room twice Ooh. the independence bowl was a worse experience <laughs> than that
2: If I could have rather go to the hospital with
0: excruciating kidney pain, just give me the, if I could have had morphine in the independence bowl, I'm not sure it would have made it better. That was just a brutal experience. Like from the time I left my car and got to the stadium, the, the, the signal was so bad that my phone died. Like it was fully charged. And by the time (laughs) I walked to the stadium, my phone died. So it was just like, it was just brutal.
3: I know. Um, The night before, what I remember from that ball, I know the night before we were walking around that little downtown area. So we were staying at a Holiday Inn, right next to the little bridge that goes into downtown. So we didn't know that's where the bridge went at the time, and we we went downstairs and we, uh, because they had a shuttle that they, I was like, well, does it go to the little downtown area? They said, yeah. Sorry, well, can we you know order the shuttle? And so we waited about a half hour, and the shuttle finally shows up, and we get in, and the guy, he goes about an eighth of a mile, right over this bridge, and says, all right, well, this is where we've been, like, right here the whole time? Like, how does the person at the front desk not just say, it's right over there, bro? But um, I remember that, and then we saw the Toadies, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and that's where we met Kevin. Shane, funny story about that. Uh, so we're in a bar, and um, we're at these like stand-up tables. And Jamie and I, and I think Kirk and some other people, are standing around just talking. And Kevin Rogers comes over and says, "Hey, are you guys the to The Top Talk guys?" We're like, "Yeah." And so we start talking to him for a second. Like ten minutes in, I was like, "Man, just out of curiosity, I mean, did you have you like seen our pictures somewhere?" And he said, "No, I heard you talking." I was like, <laughs> oh, "Okay." Cool. Somebody listens. Haunt, great.
2: Haunted by those voices.
0: You got a voice yeah. for podcasting. <laughs> yeah, well that's great. Always good to run into listeners or not even listeners, Southern Miss fans in general, but but definitely listeners because you know there is a bit of a rapport there. Shane, what was your best and worst bowl experience?
2: So uh I was a latecomer to the Southern Miss fandom. I grew up in a Mississippi State household, and uh, my original plan out of high school, uh, well, nearing the end of high school was to go to state. Then I decided against that, almost went to Auburn, ended up going to junior college for a couple of years. And my old roommate, Blake Thornton, uh, had planned on coming to Hattiesburg after JUCO And going to school, we started going to Hattiesburg down on the weekend or on the weekends while we were in junior college and had some friends down in Hattiesburg, had a good time. So around 2000 was the year before I came to Southern Miss when I really started hanging out in Hattiesburg a lot is where I started going to games and becoming a fan. So I didn't really get big into Southern Miss football until like 2001. So uh, there's there's some games uh, that that were before my fandom began, uh, which. I just thought about it. This is my 20th year of Southern Miss fandom. Yay. Uh, now that the year's over. Um, <laughs> but uh, should have been celebrating all year long. Uh, but that said, uh, you know, we've, we've been to a, quite a few bowl games since then. <clears throat> Excuse me. Goodness, just choked on spit there. I'm trying not to do that again. Um, so... The uh the New Orleans Bowl where we beat Troy on a blocked mm. field goal uh, was a whole lot of fun. What year it. was that? That was two thousand eight. Two thousand eight, okay. Yeah, that, that, that
3: also the DeAndre Brown leg game?
2: That is. Yeah. yeah that's
3: yeah. Uh, which is why that it may be also the be
2: the worst game that I went to. <laughs> Uh, because I got to see DeAndre snap his leg in half in person. I was on the other end of the field. I was sitting, like, second-level end zone, and it happened all the way at the other end, and it was, like, yeah, it took a while to figure out what was going on. And then they showed the replay, and it was like, oh, dear God, please don't show that again. Um, but, yeah, that wasn't fun. Um, I went to the Liberty Bowl when we played Utah, Mm. Uh where our uh yeah. <laughs> our, our boy and uh color commentator for football broadcast uh tried to do some Ute head crushing with his cleats. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was kinda chilly and uh not great. But yeah, uh, those those are two that stick out uh in the good and bad. You know, and really
0: I mean except that one time you you can't really go wrong with the New Orleans Bowl. I mean, because we've won most all of them, but it's always a great time to go there. Um, and I'm excited about, I'm excited about having the I don't even know what they call it now, the the bowl game that's in Mobile, Alabama. I'm glad to have that back. Just the 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 that was a good time. We only went there twice, but uh, that those were were good times, and it's a quick, easy trip. So having New Orleans. And mobile in the in the bowl mix is going to be a, a good thing, I think.
2: Yeah, watched a little bit of uh, the bowl that was in Birmingham this afternoon, and uh, I was glad that the Auburn fans came to town and helped the Blazers see what their brand new stadium looks like full.
3: Ah, oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Not a lie. Th- I feel like the exact same thing is going to happen this week in the Alabama Bowl.
2: Who's playing in the Alamo Bowl?
3: That's um, it's tech, it's uh, who is it? Oklahoma, Oregon.
2: And they play in uh, in UTSA's field. Yeah. The Alamo Bowl.
3: Alamo Bowl. I'm sure you know. You can see the leap that
2: I took to get there. <laughs> yeah. Took uh, me a second. I caught up with you.
0: Okay. Man. <laughs> So speaking of the Liberty Bowl, and I know we haven't got to our picks yet, but the uh the leg humpers are getting smoked by Texas Tech twenty seven to seven in the fourth.
2: Who did who did I have? We both picked Mississippi State. We Damn.
0: we all we all picked Mississippi State, so we're all you know
2: uh.
0: it's it's kind of a you know, it's kind of a win win or lose lose situation, however you want to look at it.
2: Yeah, yeah it, it doesn't matter to me if I lose this one as long as Jason loses it too, but I, I didn't make much ground this week, but I made up a little ground. Uh, <laughs> I really got to close out strong. I wonder – you know, I haven't even looked
0: into this, and I'm sure it's going to change, but I wonder what the, what the um, Sunbelt bowl tie-ins are.
3: Yeah, it's got to change a little bit because I think they only have, what, four or five tie-ins at this point? And if so, that many, yeah. So that's got to change a little bit. I mean, it's 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 um.
0: Well, if you're if you're the New Orleans Bull, you can't keep a regular time with Conference USA. It just doesn't make sense anymore. You would be better served to have a Sun Belt AAC matchup where you could have, you know, a North Texas. Because really, the only team that's going to show up from Conference USA is going to be Louisiana Tech, and they don't even show up at their own stadium. So. Um, oh! It wouldn't, it wouldn't really make much sense to, you know, maybe it's a rotating
3: thing, but yeah. Um, it would be in the Superdome's best interest to try to deal with, you know, I mean, I, I us because we travel so well, especially to New Orleans, but us against the Cajuns, you know. Yeah. Well, we're, we're uh, going to be the same be, conference. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not saying for the bowl, just
0: either you know, either team used to do would that. be a good fit. Yeah.
3: Um. Used to play those those you know, game like Jag, like Southern Miss versus Mississippi State or Ole Miss and Jackson and Bama used to do it going to Birmingham and if okay. they're gonna play every year I, I could see where that might would
1: happen.
0: Okay, so the the Sun Belt has got the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl and they've got the Lending Tree Bowl which I believe is the one in Mobile if I'm not mistaken and then. They get three bowl, three spots, at least three spots in these bowls, the Camellia Bowl, the Cure Bowl, the Boca Raton Bowl, this, the Frisco Bowl, the Myrtle Beach Bowl, the famous Idaho Potato, Idaho Potato Bowl, and the New Mexico Bowl. So it looks like there's kind of a rotating thing there, but I don't know that the Sunbelt necessarily had the um, – they only had like 4 bowls bowl-eligible el- teams this year, didn't they?
2: They just had four teams go to bowls, so it must have been the case. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure they got, but I mean, like conference
3: USA is not going. They're going to not going to have enough teams to fill their bowl obligations. Yeah. The current tie-ins, right?
2: No, you yeah, you'll so. definitely think those have to be renegotiated. Yeah. Let's see.
0: I'm, I'm now I'm curious. Let's see what the standings are in the Sun So you got one, two, three. No, yeah, the Sun Belt only had four bowl. I mean, it was very top heavy. <laughs> you had you had four bowl eligible teams: uh, UL, App State, Georgia State, and Coastal Carolina. Um, everybody else not bowl eligible. Kind
2: hmm. of, kind of. Well, that's, that's kind of
0: a surprise. I kind of.
2: I they only have one. ten football teams too, right now. That is true.
0: Conference is USA true. has
2: four more football playing schools than the Sun Belt does. Yeah. And that change, that'll change maybe next year. So, yeah. Yeah. So we we'll so see what happens. 2022, I feel like is going to happen. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, we're only a few days away.
3: No, I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the
2: over. Um,
3: but no, I mean, don't you guys feel like it? You feel like Sutter Miss making the jump next year?
0: It, it seems like that's what's going to happen. I mean, that's what it feels like. That's what the chatter's been. Um You know, I'm not sure about the whole James Madison situation, but it feels like that's what's going to happen. But at this point, it wouldn't shock me either way.
2: I've already started talking smack to my brother-in-law that went to James Madison that lives like 10 minutes from me. So it's been fun. (laughs) Not even in the same conference yet, and I can already talk smack to him. It's great.
0: (laughs) Well, let's give a shout-out to our friends at BetUS. Bet with a three-decade leader, BetUS. Join now with a 125% bonus by using promo code TTTT125 or a 200% bonus with crypto by using our promo code TTTT200. Bet sports, casino, horses, pop culture, and more at BETUS.com. You bet you win, you get paid. Bet you win. Yes, and next week we'll have another sponsor added to the mix, and that one's going to be a fun one. It's going to be the <laughs> bee's knees, as the kids call it. It's going to be really for fun some. for you
3: with uh, Shane and I sitting behind
0: you. You, you know, I, I'm, I, I would love for them to, to sponsor the, um, the call-in show with all the old people there. Like, <laughs> It's going to get really eventful really quickly.
2: So yeah, Marge, I'm going to try not to make you too uncomfortable when the new sponsor starts, but you know, there's, we'll, we'll get into this more in the next episode. I don't want to let too much go, but, uh, look, it's 2021, almost 2022 people. There's, there's some topics that don't need to be taboo anymore. Uh, and this is one of them. So <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that and we'll talk more about it next week. All right, so let's get to the picks. So the, the
0: picks last week, as of right now, and we we technically only have one game left, the West Virginia game. So we'll we'll move that forward to next week's numbers. But uh, so I only got four games right. Jason got five games right. Shane got six games right, and our guest picker Patrick got seven games right. So where to go? Pa- Patrick came out Hello. guns guns blazing. Now to be fair to me. I probably would have got another three right if the games hadn't been canceled. I'm just assuming that I would have got all those
2: correctly. But, um, yeah, so those games were canceled, so they don't. But, and I want to formally file a complaint with officiating because officials gave Jason a point and took one away from me in that Houston-Auburn game. It was absolute garbage.
0: Yeah, that would have brought you a little bit closer. Yeah, be angry. So
2: <laughs> that was a great call.
0: Shane on the. Uh, on the, So right now, Jason's still in the lead. He's got 83 wins, if my math is correct. Shane right behind him at 79, and then I'm at 75. So this is going to have to be a huge week for me, for me to even be in the conversation
2: next week. So we'll see what happens. Well, it's, a, it's, it's a lot of games. So. I got to make four games up on Jason next week. Yeah, pretty much. I thought I was only two behind. I, I missed my math somewhere.
0: Well, last week, last week, you got three games right, and he got six. So he got a little more of a lead.
2: Yeah, and I was one game back then. Yeah. So. And then I made up one this week. All right, yeah, three games.
0: Damn you. So, and I can do an audit and go back and count these again. No, it's all right. That's all right. That um, sounds right. So let's go to the games for this week. Uh, Jason, you're the lead dog, so you can get it started. We'll start with Maryland, Maryland, a three and a half point favorite against Virginia tech.
3: (laughs) Yep. So this is the new era pinstripe bowl played in Yankee stadium. That would be really cool to do. Both teams are six and six. Maryland's better offensively. Virginia tech's better defensively. They used to be in the ACC together. Uh, so that's kind of cool for them to get back together. Um, Maryland typically has the worst helmets in the nation. I hate them. Uh, and, and they actually lost five of their last six games to close out the year. Um, now, Virginia Tech fired their coach in November. Um, so uh, if you do any kind of research on these, the only research because there's so many people opting out and you just can't look at the stats and just go by that. Uh, so you actually have to look up something a little bit, unless you're Shane and you're trying to listen to me. Um, Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech likes to run the ball. Um, Black Shear is, is, is a stud. Um, but again, the caveat is the Virginia Tech quarterback will not play. Um, he actually announced his portal intent but said he wanted to play in the poll game. The coaches were like, nah, we're good. <laughs> you know, if you're about to leave later, um, so. And Tua's brother is the quarterback from Maryland. We all know about Tua. You've probably seen his brother play. So we, we offered
0: his brother a few years ago.
3: Um, of course we offered G offer? Yeah, that's we, we, we offered. We offered
0: everybody's brother, but we did that's offer true. his brother.
3: Just blanket bid. He did, he's going to put that on his resume from now on. It's like I offered that guy. Like yeah, you offered one thousand people. Um, so I guess I'm going to go with Maryland for nothing more than I mean, I, I love Blackshear, but um, but. You know, they're playing with a quarterback who's versus a quarterback who's unproven. So I'll go with uh, Maryland.
2: What was the spread again? Jason talked for a long time. Uh, I forgot. Maryland, a three and a half point favorite. <laughs> um, Bump, I'm, I'm really glad you did all that research, though, because I had already written down that I was going to go with Virginia Tech, but I didn't know Virginia Tech's quarterback was not playing. Um, Hmm, how good is Virginia Tech's backup quarterback? Is what this all hinges on for me. And <laughs> that's just not information that I know. You got two uh, six and six teams that what, you I, I have you not with? watched at all this year. Yeah, me. Well, oh, with I Maryland,
3: but they lost five of their last six games.
2: Yeah, I'm so, going with Virginia Tech with a mystery quarterback just because Shudder get off the pot, and it's it's we're going with Virginia Tech.
0: I'm going with Virginia Tech because Maryland uh hired Todd Bradford at one point and that makes me question their uh, ability to pick coaches. So Brad Bradford. uh, Bradford, yeah. I'm going with uh I'm going Virginia Tech. All right up next we have the Clemson Tigers and the Iowa State Cyclones. Clemson, a two and a half point favorite.
3: Yeah, Clemson's nine and three and everybody's like if they're having such a horrible year, right? Um which I guess is good if you're Clemson. Um, This is the Cheez-It Bowl. I like Cheez-Its a whole lot. Um, Clemson actually ended the year winning five straight games. And um, when you look at the stats, it kind of looks like Iowa State is the better offensive team. But then I just go with coaches, and I think I'll take Dabo over Matt Campbell. So I got Clemson.
2: Man. I wanted to pick Clemson in this one, just because. Yeah, again, it's a, what what a good spot to be as a program where you lose a couple of games and people think the world is absolutely coming to an end. <laughs> um, <laughs> that that sounds wonderful, um, but uh, I didn't watch much Iowa State this year, and there's a lot of Clemsoners around here, so I, I end up following them a little bit. I'm going to go with Clemson too. Uh,
0: yeah, you know. Iowa State, they they did hire Larry Eustacey, so I'm a fan of that, but they also hired Doc Sadler, so I'm not as much of a fan of that. Um, Clemson, that's where Bill McClellan came from. So I'm gonna go with Clemson. All right. Up next we have the Battle of the O's, which this is this matchup could be, it feels like it could be a two teams that that have access to the playoffs. Um, So this could be a playoff matchup at some point. Oregon and Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a a six-and-a-half-point favorite.
3: Valero Alamo Bowl. Um, Battle of the O's. I guess somebody's going to be showing their (laughs) O-face. Two two good teams. Uh, Two good teams. Lincoln Riley headed to USC and Cristobal headed to Miami, right? So – that's a weird dynamic. Um, two really good teams playing in a pretty good bowl uh, without their head coach. Oklahoma's headed to the SEC. Um, the um, at, You know, at Oregon also lost their offensive coordinator, but he's actually going to be there for the bowl game. So it's just one big mess, this thing. Uh, nobody's coaches are there. Some are there for like one more game. I'm going to go with the Ducks just because I really don't like SEC teams. And, um, and even though they're not there yet, they're close enough. So,
1: Oregon.
2: Yeah, um, I'm going with Oregon as well. But uh, we'll go ahead and consider Oklahoma an SEC team. And the SEC hasn't won a bowl game yet. So, I, mean, I think that's going to continue to go. So, you're going with Oregon? I am going with Oregon.
0: I am going to go with Oklahoma. Because. Where the I,
2: wind comes sweeping or the plane. Comes sweeping or
0: the plane. And mainly because I need to make up some ground, and this looks like a great spot to give it a shot. Sure. All right. Up next, we have North Carolina versus South Carolina. So North Carolina is a 6 Raise point up. favorite.
2: <laughs> Hold on. I, I don't want to interrupt this for too long, but I uh, did remind me earlier. Uh, my daughter – who's almost three, said North Carolina. And I responded with a raise up at the dinner table. And she looked at me and she was like, no, raise up. <laughs> Don't say raise up. And so I had to play her PD Pablo's music video. And just so happens one of her T-shirts was hanging over the the back of the dining room chair that was behind her. And I grabbed it and I started spinning it around my head like a helicopter. And she thought that was great. And so I handed it to her and she's sitting there in the seat with – raise up playing PD Pablo singing and she's spinning a t-shirt around her head. I couldn't be any more proud. Um, yeah, that had nothing to do with anything, but since, uh, interjected some PD Pablo in there, I had to talk about how I'm training my three-year-old to appreciate old rap music, to raise up, to raise you know, up. I right. thought that
3: this was in Shane's wheelhouse because of geography, but now it's even more than that. So <laughs> he has some, some knowledge here. ESPN actually gives South Carolina a 30% chance to win this game. Um, South Carolina only averages 21.3 points per game. Um, and North Carolina goes at 36.4 and 480 yards per game. So, um, South Carolina was supposed to be bad this year. I think they kind of overachieved. I think they were picked, I read earlier, they, they were picked but in between like three and three and a half wins before the year started. And got to six, so I feel like they've already overachieved, and they're going to fall. And this one, I got the Tar Heels.
2: Yeah, well, it's going to be hard for me to make up ground on you if you keep taking the same picks that I'm going for. Nine and a
3: half points in a bowl game. It's an awful lot of points.
2: It is an awful lot of points. But um, UNC underperformed this year. USC, little e, uh, overperformed. Um, I just, uh, I, I got to go with the Tar Heels. They're right down the road. I can almost throw a rock from here and hit them. So if I pick against them, may have angry mobs coming after me. And
0: you have a coach with a Southern Miss degree. I'm going to go with North Carolina as well. All right. Up next, we've got the Tennessee Volunteers and the Purdue Boilermakers. Tennessee is a five and a half point favorite.
3: This is the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl. So I'd imagine, since it's the Music City, that Tennessee fans are going to show up like it's a home game.
0: Throw mustard?
3: Golf huh? balls? Yeah. <laughs> um, Tennessee runs the ball, and I usually love teams that can do that when bowl season rolls around or playoff season or whatever. Um, 211 yards per game on the year on the ground. So that's an awful lot. And Purdue throws the ball a lot. Eighth in the country um, in passing offense. Aiden O'Connell can absolutely sling it. I I don't want to, but I'm going to take the volunteers.
2: Well, good. We're spreading back apart with this one because uh, I can't remember the coach from Purdue's name, um, but I like him, and uh, I don't like Tennessee. Easy peasy, going with Purdue.
0: All right, I am going to go with – and I think Purdue had a couple of players opt out, which they opened as a favorite and then fell to a dog. Um, but I am so – I'm going to go with Tennessee because of that. All right, then we have Pittsburgh, who played in the 97 Liberty Bowl, and Michigan mm-hmm. State. Pittsburgh, uh, Michigan State. Michigan State is a two-and-a-half-point favorite.
3: Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, the ATL. Michigan State's favored, but in the matchup um, predictor for ESPN, it actually has Pitt as a 62% chance of winning, so that's kind of weird. It's number 10 versus number 12 in the country, so it should be a good one. Kenny Pickett is the man. He's the quarterback for Pittsburgh. 4,319 yards passing on the year, 42 TDs, 7 interceptions. Sounds an awful like like our guy from uh, Western Kentucky, um, and Pitt also gives up a lot of, a, a lot through the year, um, ranking uh, 122nd versus the pass in the nation. Michigan State's more balanced, it looks like, and that's probably going to help. Uh, but like Jamie said, when I see Pitt and then I see that they're in a bowl game, all hyped up, uh, I just can't think help can't help but think of uh, 1997. So give me the Spartans.
2: Uh yeah, I'm going with the Spartans too, um, but not for any logical reason other than uh, most of the people that I work with now live in Michigan.
0: Um, I'm also going to go with Michigan State. They've got uh, Coach Cap and they've got uh, Jay Johnson, former Golden Eagle coaches up there. So hmm. I'm going to go with Michigan State. All right, up next we've got Wisconsin. And they are a six-point favorite against Arizona State.
3: Man, Shane, you know, I poured me a rather large glass of whiskey. Do tell. And I don't know how you do it, <laughs> like, all show long. Uh I'm trying to just let it hit my lips a little bit, and I'm, I'm just, you know. All the day long, bump. Maybe, Not, uh, you know, Maybe I don't drink yeah, whiskey all day long. I'm just kidding. You can't drink all day long unless you start in the morning. Um, okay, which one? Wisconsin, Arizona State?
0: Wisconsin, Arizona State.
3: Okay, uh, the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. I love the bowl names that just get along. It's great. Wisconsin only gave up 240.8 yards per game this year, which is incredible, uh, considering all the uh, advantages that offenses get. Um, 240 yards a game given up is just remarkable. Um, and Arizona State's offense, well, their stats look pretty good, but not good enough for me with that kind of defense they're gonna be facing. So and, and Wisconsin also started off the year one and three and ended up the year eight and four. And that's a really close inning. So they're just a few points away from being like, you know, ten eleven win team. Give me the Badgers.
2: I'm going with the Badgers as well. And uh, it's just truly because I think they're a better team. Um, Bump, I need you to pick the teams that I don't want to pick from this point going forward.
3: (laughs) I probably will, except for the next one, if it's on there.
0: I don't know how Arizona State isn't like an upper tier university, like athletic program. I mean, like the location. I mean, I guess there's too many distractions if you get out on Mill Avenue. But uh, yeah, a lot of
2: a lot of talent roaming around
0: Tempe. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the Sun Devils uh, for, for no reason whatsoever. Uh, then we've got Wake Forest and Rutgers. Wake Forest is a 14 and a half point favorite. Very interesting.
3: <laughs> it's a lot. Um, but this is also, you know, Rutgers was horrible and they just got picked to be in the bowl. Like whoever the other team was dropped out. I think I think I was one of those bowls that happened. Um, Wake Forest should have abs- 14 and a half is a ton, but I've got the Demon Dickens.
2: Yeah, same. Uh, I mean, they they had to go into the teams that didn't actually qualify to be in bowls with the highest APR scores to start filling some slots. And uh, Rutgers, you're up. Um, the funny Rutgers story. Uh, my mother-in-law used to teach at Rutgers back when my wife was late elementary, middle school age, and they would go to the Rutgers games, and the, the Rutgers fans would start the RU chant, you know, Rutgers University, but they didn't really pay attention to Rutgers sports, so they heard it as you are, and as soon as the, the crowd would scream R, they'd just go, TERRIBLE! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh nice. I'm going with the Demon Deacons as well. Uh Rutgers is not good and Wake Forest is decent. All
0: right. Um I, you know, I'm just going to count on this being one of those games that maybe they go into a little too confident. 14 and a half is a lot. So, uh, against my better judgment, I'm going to go with Rutgers cuz I need to make up some ground. Um then we've got Washington State and they are a 7 point favorite. Against Central Michigan,
3: maybe my favorite name of a bowl game. Uh, this is the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl.
0: Yeah, well, Solid. and so Central Michigan was—they were slated to play. Mm-mm. Were they not? Wait,
3: what no. Were you you could, yeah, no. They were supposed to be in a different bowl, and um, but their bowl got canceled. Right, right. That's what I'm
0: talking about. So, so they—they're replacing Miami.
3: Yeah, I think Boise dropped out of this one. Gotcha. Okay. Central Michigan is
2: supposed to be in the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Gotcha. Okay, so it's
3: still over there. So, or near there. Anyway. um, Washington State uh, leads, uh, as much as they throw the ball, I mean, if you think about Washington State, at least for me, I, I feel like they throw the ball an awful lot. But they lead the Pac 12 in time of possession, which is kind of cool. Central Michigan is a good team. Um, I don't think they have anyone that's opted out. Uh, Washington State actually has two guys that opted out. Their best rusher opted out. I forget his name, but so did an offensive tackle. So I am going to go with the Chippewas. You know, um, I did at least one and a half to two minutes of research on every one of these teams. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you
2: know. I'm looking to see how many more games <laughs> I have to pick because we kept, keep picking the same thing and I'm never going to make up uh, ground on you, but I'm going with central Michigan too. I just, uh, not, you know what? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. It's uh, this is somewhere I got to make up points. I'm going, I, I don't believe in this pick, but I'm going Washington state. Um, I believe in this pick. I'm going to Washington State.
0: I just said that. I don't believe it. I'm just picking Washington <laughs> State. All right. Uh, two games left on, on this uh, slate. We've got – wait. No, there's more
2: than two. No, no. we got more. On, got, hang on. Hang, yeah, hang on. Hang on.
3: More pitches.
0: No, I – yeah, I did not – yes, I cut it off way too early. All right. So this is for the, the – these are the playoff games. So the first one – Cincinnati versus Alabama. Alabama is a 13-and-a-half-point
3: favorite. The Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. Mama's um, great. They're probably going to win, um, but they're not unbeatable this year. I mean, they have flaws, right? We scored twice. At least we scored twice. We scored twice against them. Um, a bunch of guys who were playing high school football last year. The uh, Bearcats have the eighth best passing defense in the nation. It's got to mean something, um, and I do think they 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 they'll probably score a decent amount of points. Uh, I honestly I hope they beat the snot out of Alabama, but uh, even if they don't, I think they can keep it decently close. And thirteen and a half is a lot, so I got Cincinnati.
2: You know. I, I want to believe in Cincinnati. I think they're a good team, but I think Alabama can beat them by two touchdowns. That pains me to say. I'm I'm glad that a non high resource team made the playoffs, but um, I got to go with the Bammers.
0: Well you think about like the non high resource teams that they, you know uh, a few years ago? Utah was in the Mountain West at the time when they defeated Alabama in the Sugar Bowl.
2: So, um, you know, yeah, but that was Alabama in a consolation price prize bowl. That wasn't a national championship. That's just a built-in excuse. No, no, no. no. I'm not saying Alabama didn't care that they, they didn't care to be in the game. I'm saying that that Alabama team was not a national championship Alabama team. And this year, Very well, maybe they're, they're not a sugar bowl, Alabama team. They're a playoff Alabama team. So there's a little bit of a difference there.
0: Yeah. Alabama. I I mean, I would love the first Cincinnati to win, but I think Alabama is
2: just too strong. So I'm going to go with Alabama.
0: Then we have Georgia and they are a seven, seven and a half point favorite against
3: Michigan. Capital one, orange bowl, um, really evenly matched stats, really across the board. Um, it's actually only the third time these two teams have ever played, which is kind of weird if you think about it. I mean, those are these are two upper tier teams that, throughout the history of college football, it seems like they would have played more than just three times. I heard just twice so far. This would be the third. Neither um, like over a month, right? So it's got to factor in a little bit. Georgia lost its last game. We all remember that, and Michigan has won five in a row. Both teams are awesome. Um, I wonder who the layoff has hurt more, and it might be Georgia with that intricate offense, you know? Please don't block me, Monk. Um, and, Georgia, man, it's just, I, I really don't know. This is like flip a coin. It's like, do I want to bet on Monk just because I like him so much? Uh, but at the same time, I don't like that league equally as much. So I'm going to take Michigan.
2: I was kind of on the fence with this one. Uh, but since you picked Michigan, I'm going to go with Monk, even though I am blocked by Monk on Twitter. Please don't block me, Monk, on Twitter. Um, but uh, I, I I really feel like this game could go either way. Uh, that that half a point on the... Well, I guess full point, because I'm, it, if it was a six-and-a-half-point spread instead of seven-and-a-half-point spread, um, I think that could make a difference in this game. But uh, since... Jason went with Georgia. I'm going with Michigan. Yeah, I, I don't really care. No, 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 no. I went with Michigan. You went with Michigan? Yes. Oh, I yeah. wrote it down backwards. I'm going with Georgia then. Sorry.
3: <laughs> I think he's <you> just <laughs> pick whatever
2: –
0: pick against whatever Jason picks. Uh, yeah, as much as I hate to see uh, – well, I don't even watch it. I, what do I care? I'm not going to watch such a championship game anyways. Um, but I'm going to go with Georgia. All right. Then we have Penn State. Against Arkansas. Arkansas is a one point favorite.
3: Um, so, Penn State, I mentioned uniforms earlier. Penn State has by far the better uniform in this ordeal. Um, stat wise, Arkansas looks a lot better. They come in one and four of their last five, while Penn State has lost three of their last five. But Arkansas was up and down this year. You know, I mean, at the very beginning of the year, remember that Rice thing? Didn't Rice have like a touchdown lead at halftime or something? Um. So I don't know, but if you're looking at who's hot and who has the better stats, I man, it's Arkansas. So, um, I just think that they're probably just better than Penn State is. And if there are any people that are opting out, uh, I must have missed it. I didn't write that down. So uh, give me the Razorbacks.
2: Yeah. Um. I also think Arkansas is the better team here. Um. I wish that I could pick Penn State, but um i just don't see it going the nittany lions way um yeah penn state i mean arkansas arkansas i don't
1: know
0: <laughs> i don't know why you can't pick penn state i'm gonna do it there we go penn state bam Ooh, um nice. oklahoma state and notre dame notre dame is a two and a half point favorite
3: this is the playstation fiesta bowl pretty cool um, and listen to this. So looking at the stats, Notre Dame, because when you think about Oklahoma State or anybody from the big 12, think about just crazy ass offense, no defense whatsoever. Stats don't that's look like Notre Dame actually has a little bit better offense and Oklahoma State has a little bit better defense, which was just weird to me. Um, granted, I don't pay a whole lot of attention, but, uh, I, I, I think you can see where, where I got that. Um, I don't know. Both teams are good. Both teams are hot. And um, although Oklahoma State did lose to Baylor uh, last time out in a really close game. um, So, I don't know. I I think I'm taking Oklahoma State uh, because I think their offense can do enough. And with the defense that they have, it'll probably give Notre Dame fits. So, give me the mullets. I got uh, Oklahoma State.
2: Yeah, I'm going to OK State too, uh, mainly just because I think that Notre Dame is consistently overrated every week for their entire existence. So Oklahoma State. Um,
0: I you know I don't really think that this Oklahoma State offensive coordinator is has a future as a Southern Miss head coach. So I'm going to go with Notre Dame.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I do uh, like Notre Dame's move with their head coach, though. Uh, seem to pick up a lot of positive energy yeah. in the program. Like some of the videos they put out around him getting hired seem cool. So wish that guy the best. Seems like a cool guy. Uh, just I'm tired of Notre Dame.
0: Then we've got Iowa and Kentucky. Kentucky is a three point favorite.
3: V R B O citrus bowl. Verbo. Yeah. They want you to say Verbo now. How do you get yeah. it?
2: V-R-B-O. Oh, well, I always thought it was VRBO until they started running commercials and they started saying Verbo <laughs> right. and I'm like, turn my whole world upside down.
3: Um, Iowa, uh, they're a bunch of jerks because of the lawsuit and the Wildcats are Angela Kinney's team. So I cannot pick against Angela Wildcats roll. I got Kentucky.
2: Um, I do like Angela, even though I've never met her, <laughs> um, in person we've, we've met in the, uh, I, I guess, as Mark Zuckerberg wants us to call it now, the metaverse out there. Um, and, and she seems cool. Uh, but I think Iowa has a decently, legitimately good team this year. And since Jason went with Kentucky, I'm going with Iowa.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Kentucky there. I think Iowa is I, mean, I think you may be right, though, Shane. Then we have Utah and Ohio State. Ohio State four and a half point favorite.
3: Rose Bowl. Cool names on the bowl games again. Um, so it looks like uh, it looks like um uh, the, the Ohio State is going to throw it a lot, and they've got the wide receivers. To one dude's got 13 touchdowns. Another guy's got 12 touchdowns, and they have a running back who has 15 rushing touchdowns and and, and four uh, receiving touchdowns himself. So that's – I mean, that's like 13 and 14 touchdowns. That's like when Corey Robertson had that – I mean, that's like if you could have, you know, the, the production of – that Corey had that one year was like, three different guys. It's just – that's a lot. Um, so I really want Utah to win. I like Utah. I like their whole deal. Um, but that's just, that's just too much to deal with, I think. Um, so I've got the Buckeyes.
2: Um, um, man, I, I, you know, unsolicited commercial for Capital One, since this is the Rose Bowl game presented by Capital One Venture X. Uh, Yes. Uh, I got a solicitation email the other day for me to join the uh, Capital One Venture X card program because I'm a Venture Card member. It's like a $600 a year annual fee for this card. And I'm wondering if those people have lost their day of mind sending that to me. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm going with the Utes. What's in your wallet? Capital One Venture Card. Not the X, though. I am
0: going to go with uh uh my boss is from Columbus and they're Ohio State fans so I'm Ooh, gonna go with yeah. I'm gonna go with the Buckeyes. Uh, Sorry. here we have Baylor and Ole Miss. Uh, is this the Scandal Bowl? What is this? Um, <laughs> we've got, <laughs> Ole Miss is a one
3: and a half point favorite in this game. Uh, this this game right here makes me wish that there was like one game per week that we could opt out of. And so, you know what? I'm not doing that one. Um,
2: you don't have Wall to State. watch
3: it. I'm not going to watch it, but I hate even having to like have these words come out. Um, but Matt Corral is, he's just really good. He's a good player. Uh, Baylor's also got a really good player. Abram Smith, um, uh, 12 TDs on the year. Uh, 14, 1,400 yards rushing or something like that. I love Lane Kiffin. You know, I really wish he wasn't where he was. I know he's got a really good offense. Um, both teams are good, dude. Number seven versus number eight. Um, Baylor is without their starting quarterback, but I think he's been out for a little while from what I read. So it's not like they just lost him. Um, so I don't think that's going to affect it all a lot, but and I just don't want to do this whatsoever, but I'm gonna have to take the Rebels because I just think that uh, I think Corral he, he's that much of a difference maker and he can he just has the ability to win. and he might do it. So I got the Rebels.
2: Pump, I want to thank you so much for that because I don't give a damn if I get this point <laughs> or you get this point. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking Ole Miss. So those words should not have to come out of my mouth ever. I'm going with Baylor simply because. Ole Miss. <laughs>
0: uh, I, I think uh, I think um, Lane Kiffin is a is a is a really good head coach. Uh, so I, you know, I picked Mississippi State last week, and look what happened to them. So I'm gonna go pick Ole Miss this week, and we'll see what God bless them. We'll see what happens. All right, yeah. our last game of this oh. slate for this week. So after this game is the national is the quote the national championship game. So uh, we'll have one game left to pick after this. So maybe you two can, mm. you know, sort it out and whatever, and, and get within a game of each other, and then that'll settle it. What I don't know, we'll sort that out next week. But LSU and Kansas State. Um, Kansas State is a three and a half point favorite.
3: Yeah, I did not do any research on this one because I didn't even realize that that was a game. So even um, ground. Yeah. So. Um who are the teams? LSU and who?
0: Kansas State.
3: Uh so I'm just gonna go with, you know, since I haven't watched either one of them. But I know LSU people really don't like where they are and they just coach. Is he gonna be coaching the game? Surely not. She's probably press for accident, I guess. Anyway. He's um, he's in Dustin. Right. <laughs> working on that accent. Um I want to take Kansas State just because you know I I I would hope that they would win the game.
2: Um, and I'm taking the Bayou Tigers because you picked Kansas State. Gosh, this is a tough one. Um, I just
0: uh er, er I don't like uh you know LSU. Mm, they mm er. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: I don't really like I don't really like I I guess just the LSU just has not been that great so I'm going to go with Kansas State.
3: Yeah. Hey I,
2: out of all the yeah, SEC teams,
3: may, they might not be any good either. I don't know.
0: Yeah, they're yeah, they're 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 7 and 5. Uh you know, I don't okay. know. There we go. Out of all
2: the SEC teams, LSU is the one that I mind the least. Just because I know so many people that went there that don't annoy the that. shit out of me.
0: Yeah, I did. I went when anyway. we went when we played there last time, I actually had a great time. Like it was it was <laughs> nothing like I expected it to be. I mean, I've not had the the best experience at some of their conference peers facilities and I, I had a besides me falling down a lot of steps on the upper deck, it was <laughs> and us losing it was it was a good time. So that yeah. was fun. All right. Uh, hey, I want to give a shout out, a special shout out right now to all the fans that just listened to 30 minutes of us not knowing what we were talking about, just slinging these picks out into the atmosphere. If you want to sling out your picks, BetUS.com, promo code TTTT125. All right. We had a men's basketball game this past week. Actually, it ended up being a really good game, but the Golden Eagles weren't able to hang on the end. Jason. Bring us up to speed on Southern Miss basketball.
3: Yes, it it was, it was a really great game. Uh, It was a fun game to watch. Um, And honestly, I don't think that I had, uh, you know, that high of expectations going into it. I was like, you know what? I'll flip it on and let's see how long it's going to stay on there. Um, But no, it was a great game. Um, The guys played kind of pissed off, you know, like that Southern, I, I, I thought for the first time in a while that, uh, I was watching a Southern Miss team play basketball. Um, even though we got a little loose with the basketball at the very beginning, we corrected that and um, I just played hard nosed. And I mean, that's not an adjective that I've used uh, a lot so far this season, but that, that's the kind of effort that I saw versus like East Carolina. Um, started off the game, uh, you know, like I said, just a little <laughs> bit loose with the ball. That's a great visual. <laughs> um, but, 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 just I don't know, like like had this net like defense and um and 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 some huge shots by Pierre and Bolden, um gave us a spark. It's nice to see Armstrong getting on the court, one of the captains, and um he dove on the ball. I don't know if you guys remember that or not, but and uh and, and kind of got us going in the right direction. Tyler freaking Stevenson stepped up yet again. Uh, he had himself one hell of a game. Had a big three. From Pierre in a tie game inside of five minutes to go, followed up by a charge taken by Armstrong again. That was that was huge. But as aggressive as we were the entire game, I thought that that foul trouble late kind of probably cost us a little bit. We couldn't be as aggressive at the end as we were early, just because of the foul situation. So right there towards the end, a lot of people complain about calls and sets and this and that. But uh, the thing that irritated me the most was just the you know open lanes to the hoop. Uh, when, you know, we were up by one, and they were up by one. Um, they seemed to get super easy baskets an awful lot, and they could have the ability to foul us, and we didn't get to go to the line. So, um, you know, that that I thought more than anything uh, towards the end of the game. But that being said, it was back and forth, blow for blow, um, to the very last second. We were down one, actually with 50 seconds to go, and ECO had the ball. Um, and then... And then one with 10 seconds to go timeout by Ladner. I thought we ran a great set out of the timeout for Pierre. He was open, shot the three and missed it. Um, you know, and then, the, then, then the frustration ensued on, on, on Twitter and wherever uh, with, with, with taking a three pointer. I don't know the call, you know, I wasn't in the huddle. Um, I know that ECU wasn't just going to let Tyler or, or Isaiah Moore just be free up under the basket. So we got to a guy who was wide open. He was hot all game. Ended up in the game with 20 points. He had a wide open look from the corner. Three-point shooters loved that, and he missed it. So that sucks. Um, in my opinion, it's the best game that we've played the entire year. Both halves have been a problem. Uh did not think that was the case in this one. I thought we played hard and thought we played good basketball in two consecutive halves, which we have not seen that yet. And even though we lost the game, I think that we grew up a little bit as a team. And um, hopefully just don't forget that formula, man, because, you know, I, I just thought with the people that we played good um, fouls were 19 to 11 free throws were in, in the advantage of uh, of East Carolina, 24 to three. Call it as you want. You know, I realize that we don't. Go to the foul line probably as much as we're used to seeing with. Uh, the Former Southern Miss teams, but at the same time that's a huge disparity and in in a one-point game 24 to three from the 24 to three from the free throw line is just really hard to accept honestly um but you know you and i uh well all three of us we've talked about like we're kind of like wondering what the offense is doing all year and this is the first game that i think and maybe even a couple years that i thought i saw the offense ran how ladner wants it to be run um Rashad Bolden you know stepped up yet again he was named conference uh freshman of the week or whatever uh for the second time this year he played 40 total minutes he played every damn minute that we had he's gonna have to do a lot of that he's gonna have to step up played academy ball in Jackson last year and now he's gonna have to play his ass off and be tired after every single game but he did it um next game coming up is is a tough one uh and and you know, don't want to divulge any information that I haven't confirmed yet, but it's possible that we might have a, a key player out for next game. And the next game is versus Western Kentucky on Thursday, the 30th. Uh, Western Kentucky just got through beating on miss by like 30. So, you know, it's not setting up for, for the best for the first, um, first conference game, uh, to, to get off on the right foot. But, uh, you know, that's, that's the way this year is just going seems like when somebody comes into the greenhouse, they're hot. When we get on the road, we, we, we find a team that might have been struggling and they hit everything. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what you guys thought about the game, but I, I felt like we looked better than we ever have all year long. I'm kind of like I think you guys are and that I wish the last second deal would have went down low, but it might have been covered. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Um, and at, the, at the end of the day, we got a wide-open look of the guy who was red hot. and. Um, and we just missed it, but we're that close, you know, that close to to, to having another win. So I, I feel like at least it was a step in the right direction. Yeah,
0: it was definitely yeah. a step in the right direction. I didn't like the I didn't like the call coming out. Of the game. I mean, like, yeah. as, as bad as we've been from three this year, and I know he's hit some, but to have him, you know, he basically had to turn around and take the shot. It wasn't like a you know a shot that there was a, it was there in motion, and we were down by one. So I would have liked to see, and, and I would like to see with their athleticism and who's just like you said. I mean, who's to say that it would bucket would have gone in? But I I would have liked to have seen us take a higher percentage shot than than that one probably was. I, I would like to see with our athleticism, uh, I, and I don't know if we just don't have the guys that can get it and score, but I'd like to see us attack the basket a little more than we
3: do. Oh, dude, if we could, and this is me being you know non, uh, <laughs> expert basketball dude, but it. it I, I feel like if we could just fall in love with dominating down low, with Moore and Stevenson, and not saying just give up on three point shots or anything like that. No, like, no you know, yeah. I mean, you know, like I feel like we how many how many years have we been through this where it's just every game we're like, well, you know, we just don't have the size. We just don't have the size. Well, now like we got it, <laughs> and we don't use it. In my in my opinion, as much as we should. There's two guys right there. Stevenson is as steady as they come. He's going to go down as one of the best players that's ever played at Southern Miss, I think. Um, and, uh, and, and, and more has, you know, ability to, to take, uh, his talents to the NBA. So we're sitting there with these two guys and, uh, and I, I, I would, I would just, I'm kind of like, I would just like to see us be more aggressive down low and maybe that leads to more wide open threes. We got guys that can hit them. Um, and, and, and honestly, that happened a little bit last game, uh, so maybe that's a, a step in the right direction. Let me said.
0: And, and ECU has been a decent team this year. I mean, it was. A, I mean, it was. It was a great effort. It just was one of those things. Like it could have. It it, it could have been a catalyst moving forward. And it just kind of to put all that effort there and then just have the wind sucked out. Um, yes. Yeah. That that kind of sucked. So yeah, this week we've got Western Kentucky. That's going to be a, a tough game. And then on Saturday we turn around and play Marshall here. So two home games this week. Uh, December thirtieth at seven p.m. against Western Kentucky. That game also on ESPN Plus. And then Southern Miss hosting Marshall at two p.m. on New Year's Day. That game on ESPN Plus as well. And we had no women's Shane. Chain. We had no women's game this week, did we?
2: Uh, no women's game. Uh, the women have been off. I do want to, before we move on from men's, just uh, point out to everybody that we don't have a senior on our roster for basketball, uh, for men's basketball. That is before we move into women's. So, uh, I mean, that's that's a pretty unique situation. We've got a lot of young players. Uh, we got a, a handful of juniors, but uh, we've got a roster full of freshmen and sophomores and. Uh, you know, I, I think that these guys have potential to get better, uh, so so don't give up on them just quite yet. And so, uh, that said, moving on to women's basketball, uh, women play the same teams that the men play, uh, except for we play there. Whereas uh, is Western Kentucky in Hattiesburg? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the women play at Western Kentucky on the thirtieth. Uh, the Western Kentucky women's team is good, but not the powerhouse at the men's team. They're coming into this game at seven and four and three and two at home. Uh, and that is on the 30th at six o'clock. And then on January 1st, Saturday, they are at Marshall in Huntington, West Virginia. Uh, Marshall is currently five and four and three and one at home. So uh, those are the two games that the Lady Eagles have to start conference play. The Lady Eagles, uh, after that loss to Liberty that we talked about on the last episode, currently sit at eight and three uh, and are two and one on the road, five and one at home, one and one neutral site. So uh, a little little road test to start conference play for the ladies. Let's see what they can do. All
0: right, so we have we, we really have amazingly filled up over an hour of rambling. Uh, I'm really I'm actually thoroughly impressed with <laughs> what we've been able to do here because I was sitting there like we don't have much to talk about, but my God, there were a lot of ball games. So yeah,
2: yeah, a lot of ball games to talk about, and I was really prepared to get into uh, the true purpose of the pyramids tonight if we need to uh, fill in some some time, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. You mean the Bass Pro Shop? did i send you the meme uh the other day where i saw it was like uh i know cairo's a big town but i didn't know they were big enough to have two bass pro
3: shops
0: (laughs)
2: well do you
0: guys have any shout outs this week
3: i'm gonna do a a couple shout outs um so our good buddy brian renfro was in town for the holidays uh he called up and he wanted to get a beer but actually at night we went to the uh which is a thing in Columbia, which is pretty cool. If anybody has not been to that, whatever they call it, in uh, downtown Columbia, it's really well done. I couldn't believe it. It's kind of like a Disney World type setup, which is even weirder coming out of my mouth when I'm talking about Columbia. But we enjoyed it. late. Like, couldn't go get a beer with Brent with Brian, uh, but want to give him a shout out just for trying to get me to do that. Um, John Carter Center birthday is actually the twenty fifth. And I also missed him. Uh, I was supposed to, I was supposed to go out with him that night. And then I told him I would the very next night. Couldn't do that either because Jack got a little bit sick. So I had to jump into dad duty. Um, and then a special shout out to the one and only Santa Claus for not dropping off anything that required any lengthy assembly down the old chimney because that sucks when you're a parent. Is that a euphemism uh,
0: or is that? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what about you Shane you have any shout outs
2: uh, Santa Katie don't be coming into my house and sliding things into my <laughs> chimney you, you stay in the burg um, I don't have any specific shout outs but before uh, Jamie tries to cut me off and I yell at him I'll go ahead and cover what whiskeys went thump tonight uh, I a uh, Stuck With My Trio theme, that, that seems to be the easiest way to pick bottles out of that cabinet over there. Uh, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof every year releases three different batches. Uh, they release an A batch, a B batch, and a C batch at three points throughout the year. Uh, I have all three batches from 2017, which is an eternity ago at this point in time, but, uh, these bottles are still hanging around. So, uh, I had a, uh, first pour was the A batch, which was a 117. It's 127 proof. Uh, and the B batch 517 was 124.2 proof. And then the uh, C batch, C batch uh, is C 917, and you can tell because I can't say the word batch that this one was 131 proof that I'm ending on. So uh, yeah, bump. Well, not only do I like to pour up the glasses, but I like them high octane. That is that is lots. That's lots of proof. Lots of proof.
0: I thought you were going to run glasses with asses somehow. They're going to say, "Not only do I like to pour the glasses, I like to something up in the asses." I thought that's where you were going with that. So was, I've
2: been married for a long time now. I don't do anything with asses.
0: So uh, I want to give a shout out to our our buddy Patrick Lowry. He came on the show last week. Does did a, did a great job He's designing uh, our apparel. Uh, so does his, his super back design. We've sold 81 of those shirts, which is pretty, holy snikies. pretty tremendous. Uh, so. Shout out to him and and shout out to him for kicking our ass in the pick 'em this week. Um. So yeah, great yeah. stuff.
3: Hey, I was actually we, able to uh, give one of our superback shirts to our good friend Jim Cole, who had just had a birthday. Nice. Um, by the house She's tonight. A
2: super guy. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday, Doctor Cole. I mean,
3: he, he's given us so many things. Yeah, that's I what, what I say. was
0: saying. We we I'm probably should give him, shirt. <laughs> We probably should give him a superback wardrobe. Yes. Uh, well, hey, guys, thanks for listening. So this is our last show of 2021. I appreciate you guys tuning in this year. Uh, hopefully you'll join us in 2022. Next week's going to be fun. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Mist to the top. Talk.
1: I could play alright. For- USC or Notre Dame You have lots of things to offer But Southern Mississippi put you all shame I was born here in Hattiesburg Never ventured far away When it comes to playing football Here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you.